Hi, and welcome to the Airline Weekly Lounge. I'm your host, Edward Russell, and this week I'm joined by Steve Cicernos, Vice President of Airport Affairs at Southwest Airlines, to discuss the airline's airport portfolio and expansion projects. We hope you enjoy. Today we're joined by Steve Cisneros, uh, Vice President of Airport Affairs at Southwest Airlines. Steve, welcome to the Airline Weekly Lounge. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you today. You know, tell us a bit about your role overseeing Southwest's corporate real estate and the 121 airports that the airline serves. Uh, certainly. So um, our role in Airport Affairs is to negotiate the business deals, basically financial and operational deals, with every airport Southwest serves. So our team each has a portfolio of airports and they serve, those individuals serve as the primary corporate contact for those airports for Southwest. So um, they travel extensively. The key um, component of the role is to build strong relationships with the um, executive level uh, individuals at each of our airports and the complexities of the operation, not to mention the financial ramifications of Southwest are so paramount. So um, building those relationships and negotiating those agreements is uh, their primary responsibility. So that's the team I oversee. Absolutely. You know, I mean, an airline isn't, uh, can't be an airline without airports to fly to. So it's a very important, uh, very important role of the carrier. Uh, so I got to ask any favorite airports out there? You've got 121 to pick from. They're all favorite to me. No, we, we uh, you know, we're larger in some places than others, um, obviously, and based on how our network is structured. But um, no, we value the relationships with every one of our airports. And, you know, in my 27 year career, um, you know, many of these individuals have known for 10, 15, 20 years um, alone. And uh, we have some great relationships. You know, it doesn't mean we always agree on everything and that's fine. That's just the course of business. But, um, but, working, but having strong relationships and working through those issues is really paramount um, to the role. Absolutely. A very diplomatic answer there, Steve. <laughs> so this has been quite, you know, the last years have been a busy time for you uh, with the airports at Southwest. You know, during, during the early days of the pandemic, you opened new concourses in Nashville and Portland, Oregon. And, and this year, uh, 2022 has been no different. Tell us a little bit about the projects that are, have opened or are opening this year. Thank you for asking. No, we've um, we opened up a new hangar in Denver uh, in March of this year, a um, hundred million dollar facility, over one hundred thirty thousand square feet. And actually, that was one of the ones that was underway when the pandemic struck in in March of twenty twenty. That we ended up slowing down, but then ultimately decided it was it was necessary for our operation that we completed. Uh, also in Denver, um, the sixteen gate expansion is nearly complete. It takes us to 40 gates, which will be our largest operation of anywhere in the country. Now those gates will be added in phases as the airport does um, um, corresponding ramp work around the concourse, but uh, we did a ribbon cutting in May and early, sorry, early June. And it's a fabulous extension to the concourse or C concourse in Denver. And then in Phoenix, um, we just had a celebration in June for an eight gate expansion. It's called the S1 concourse. It's um, on the South end of terminal four a beautiful facility, and uh, that'll take Southwest to 32 gates in Phoenix. So th- those are some great milestones we've had uh, up to date this year. Absolutely. And, and Denver and Phoenix are two of your, your busiest airports, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. They are. They are. You know, we're, our focus now is network restoration. Um, you'll hear our CEO, Bob Jordan, talk about um, bringing back the network to pre-COVID levels. Um, there are some markets that we are flying 
um, aggressively back to pre-government levels, but most of our um, core markets were still a little bit uh, lower than um, a spring of uh, 2020. And uh, the focus for the rest of this year and into early next year is this full network restoration. So these facilities come online is uh, perfect timing and allows us to grow into them over the next year or two. Absolutely. So you mentioned Denver, and that's that's a, a personal favorite of mine. I, I fly through there a lot. You know, you mentioned 40 gates, the largest of any airport in Southwest system. You know, how do you plan to grow into those gates? Because like you, you mentioned network restoration, but you're going beyond 2019 levels. 16 gates is a lot more than 2019. What, what, what's the plan there? Well, the plan is, is it comes down to our fleet plan. So our, our agreement with Boeing and the aircraft that we plan to take delivery of over the next number of years um, will allow us to focus a lot of that activity into Denver. And we've made no secret about it. I mean, this is where a lot of our capacity will go. And being, um, you know, it's for that mid-continent location that allows for not only to build, continue to build upon our local origin and destination or local O&D presence in Denver, but give connect opportunities for um, customers going, you know, east to west, or um, and so on. So it's funny you mentioned uh, connecting, uh, Steve, because I was going to ask about that. You know, you you do uh, see so your network planning uh, colleagues added four daily flights to Colorado Springs recently, and knowing that market well, that's not a, something really anyone f- drives. It's it's pretty much all a connecting market. Is is Denver more of a connecting point for Southwest these days, or, or you know, is that has that dynamic changed? No, it's interesting. You know. Um, Compared to our competitors who have, you know, significantly large, you know, legacy hubs or fortress hubs, you know, we don't really operate that way. We do have intentional connect points and we do offer connections in places where we're big, like Denver being one of them. But our primary focus is, is the local traffic or lower local origin and destination. And so while we, while we allow for connect opportunities for customers, um, we're focused Denver is primarily on the local customer. And in fact, um, you know, we're the largest, we are the largest airline in Denver from a local O&D standpoint. And so we're something we're very proud of to, to the Denver, to the local Denver community. You know, Colorado Springs is, is a community that um, has been, uh, we've been talking to for many, many years. And the, the pandemic allowed us to, to add that dot to our route map. Um, you know, it's, it's going to great, a great, a great point on the routes to allow customers from across the country to go to Colorado Springs and not have to drive into Denver and, and go down. So we're excited about what that market provides us. But for Denver, primarily is it, it, it will be Southwest's largest market. Um, and uh, with our fleet plan over the next few years, and the aircraft will take delivery on from Boeing, that allows us to grow into those forty gates. Definitely, and I mean, for anyone, if uh, you know, we'll we'll put some photos on on the website when we post this podcast. But the the new gates are gorgeous; they're spacious, lots of lights. So it's a uh, you know a good expansion for for Southwest. Yeah, do, I gotta ask. Den- Den- do you live in Denver? Uh, my 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 parents are in Denver, so oh, I, I fly I fly and actually in the spring, so it's uh, that's why it's market I I follow closely. I've done that drive many a time from uh, <laughs> DIA down to the Springs. Got it. But um. I got to ask, what's the um, how? What is the split between local and connecting there in Denver? You you mentioned that you're still primarily local. Is do you have a percentage there roughly? I mean, I can't really speak to the percentages, but um, it, it is much the far majority is local O and D. So we do have a smaller percentage that is connect, um, but but the focus remains local O and D for Denver. Got it. Excellent. Well, Steve, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, Steve, welcome back. Um, we've, we're, we're chatting with Steve Sternos at Southwest Airlines about the air, airline's uh, airport expansions. 
Now, Steve, one of the airports that, of course, is key to Southwest is Love Field. You know, it's your home airport, uh, you know, new terminal there. It's limited, but it's growth. There was a recently a settlement with Delta regarding access to gates there. And, and I know that they took some uh, they're, they're leasing a gate from Alaska now. But what you know, any thoughts on that settlement the, now that that's settled and you can sort of get on with with your growth and plans there in Love Field? Well, it, it, it isn't 100 percent done yet. So, yes, we have reached agreement with the other parties, um, especially with the city of Dallas. But um, we're still waiting on um, uh, consent from the Department of Justice. And uh, we're hoping that comes very, very soon, but um, um, I'm not able to speak any more about it until that until that gets uh, um, we get that uh, those comments from the DOJ. Got it. Okay, thought that was a done deal. It's it's good to hear. So we're talking about growth, Phoenix, Denver, uh, like I mentioned, Nashville and uh, Portland, Oregon earlier. You know, one of the things that comes with that airport expansion are costs. Um, recently, in the second quarter call, you know, airport costs were cited as, as contributing to unit cost X fuel growth. You know, how do you manage these costs with all these new projects coming online? Is it, is it something you just see a one-time blip and then it should normalize? What, you know, how do you manage that? You know, it's an interesting question on how rates and charges models work within the U.S. Um, airport system. And, you know, one of our because of all the capital programs that are underway uh, that are, uh, are underway or will be underway through the rest of this decade, you know, it is a concern about rising airport costs in the future um, and how to mitigate those. So we work very um, aggressively with our airport partners to um, to insert ourselves within sort of a governance process within those capital programs. And so we have vast experience across the country in building airports, um, terminals on behalf of other, on behalf of airports, for example. In Dallas Left Field, the new terminal there was built by Southwest in cooperation with the city of Dallas. We held the construction contracts and we built that, that new facility. In Houston, in Houston Hobby, we built the concourse extension there on behalf of the city of Houston in partnership with Houston. Our biggest projects though are in Los Angeles where at LAX, we built terminal one modernization, uh, T1 point, terminal 1.5, um, and we look to do um, what's called the Concourse Zero expansion with um, uh, over the next few years. So we have vast experience in capital development. And so we bring a lot of value to the table. So we work with our airport partner partners on, on a governance role, really, on where the airline so we can bring value on mitigating the scope of the budget, looking at um, uh, contingency um, change orders and things like that. And that's really having that seat at the table is critical to help mitigate these costs. Now, these are things we need and we these are investments in the future, but, um, but by and large, uh, that's where we work with our airport partners um, to, to help mitigate those costs. And, and they've been, by, by and large, they've been very welcoming for the value we bring. No, that's excellent. And we've seen that at, uh, I mean, not just at Southwest, but other airlines doing, you know, if you can do the pro manage the project for the airport, it tends to be cheaper. Uh, you mentioned Los Angeles, and that's a good example of, uh, I remember learning about their unique structure where they contract Southwest, for example, to build something and then essentially give you rental credits back, back for the value of that project. And it, you know, works out hopefully a win-win for both sides of, 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 you know, that equation. Yep. No, it's, it's LAX or LAWA, you know, Justin Urabachi's team out there, they've, and, and, and Deborah Flint before him, you know, she's up in Toronto now, but they had this, um, this really uh, uh, progressive philosophy on allowing airlines, and it's not just Southwest, but other carriers have done, you know, kind of the unit terminal structure that LAX, how LAX is structured, 
um, to allow airlines to build stuff on behalf of, and then we get reimbursed and then we pay rent as normal. So um, it, it's really a, a unique process that has worked well over the years. Excellent. Now you mentioned the new Terminal Zero there at LAX. That's something that you know was hinted at for years. Finally, was confirmed as as happening. I believe in twenty twenty. You know, where does that stand now? Are you guys uh, getting ready to break ground on that sometime soon? Um, soon, hopefully. Um, so we're we're we continue our um, our conversations with um, Lawa on that on that project on the on the lease negotiations and and those have been going well. And so it's a very complicated project and um, exciting at the same time. But the, the but Lawa has been a wonderful partner. We hope to get culmination on agreement here relatively soon. And then you know there's different where where we start when we start is dependent upon some other things Lawa has going on in the um, in the area from a ground transportation standpoint. So we hope to start relatively soon. Um, but uh, but it's very complex because of where because of the site. There's a parking lot on the current site. If I it's the, correctly, it's the right? surface lot, right? It's the it's the it's the Uber Lyft, the TNC lot, um, is where it'll go. Um, but uh, but no, Lawa has been a great partner. There is uh, Justin's entire executive team. It's just very complex, um, fun to be part of because of the complexities of it. It's just very interesting. But no, we're we've we've had really good negotiations um, on this, and uh, and we hope to get reach conclusion here relatively soon. Definitely. And I know the city wants that open by uh, by the 2020 Olympics. So I'm that, sure that there's cool. local that's, pressure to get that going as well. Yeah, that's correct. You get it open by 2028. Definitely. So, you know, Steve, broadly, like bringing this all around, we're, we're coming out of pandemic here. Air traffic is back to, to almost pre-pandemic levels, though any of us, yeah, any of us that have flown recently know <laughs> airports are packed. You know, what sort of the, do you think there's any lasting impact from the pandemic on Southwest airport facilities, projects, anything? Is it, you know, a brief pause and, and gung-ho going forward or, you know, yeah, what's the, la- anything lasting there? You know, that's a good question. You know, there were so many, um, um, you know, spe- there's so much speculation made in 2020 about the future of air travel. And, you know, to be honest with you, during those, during those months, I mean, it was, it was really challenging and, and, you know, the U.S. airport, as you know, the U.S. airport model is unique compared to the rest of the rest of the world. And let me just add, you know, they what 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 the U.S. government did to help support airports during this time was, in my opinion, just extraordinary compared to um, countries around the world. You know, they aviation infrastructure was viewed as just necessary um, to the um, economic health of the United States and um, the, the, you know, between CARES, CURSA and ARPA, you know, the, the relief grants that airports were received during that time were just instrumental in helping get through that very uh, difficult time. Um, and we've had some very, you know, robust and, and sometimes challenging conversations with airports during those, those during the summer of 2020, because we just didn't know, no one knew how long this was going to last. Um, you know, now that it's come back, you know, we are now, there's a lot of things that were paused, um, you know, maybe slowed down because of airports felt the same way we did, but recognizing the, the lead time that these projects take in years to get open, you know, by and large, a number of them, we just like, you have to keep going. This is gonna end at some point. And by the time it, it ends, we're gonna need these facilities. You know, one example is Kansas City. Kansas City was underway, the new terminal that's being built there that'll open in March of next year. And there were conversations on, you know, what do you do? Do you slow it down? But, you know, I think, common sense prevailed and like there's it, it doesn't make any sense to stop it um, let's just keep going and thankfully collect collaboratively that we made the right decision there 
Right. I mean, history history proves like travel is back. I don't know the numbers for Kansas City, but I'm sure it's 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 busy like every other airport I've traveled through in recent weeks. And, you know, it, so. it, it is. And demand has come back and we're grateful for that. Um, but I'm hoping that, um, you know, but I look at this decade and everything that's on the table and we have to look at the investment. We have to look at, you know, where Southwest is interested in growing but also on the mitigation efforts. You know, anytime um, a capital project comes online, you know, those, those costs hit the rate base of the airlines and, um, and we have to model that out. And is it, is it worth the investment? Um, and that's where the partnership, the early partnership and early collaboration with our airport partners is so critical. So we understand that. Steve, it sounds like you've got your plate full, but uh, you know, lots of exciting things coming your way. Southwest continues to grow and, and the airports are keeping pace. Thank you for coming on the Airline Weekly Lounge this week. Really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for the invitation. It was a pleasure to join you. Excellent. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Airline Weekly Lounge podcast. Should you have comments or questions, drop editor Madhu Unikrishnan a note at mu at skiff.com. Of course, check out airlineweekly.com for a new issue every Monday and updates on the latest airline news throughout the week. 